Hey everyone, this is Joe Langworthy here with Thomas Wolfel, another episode of Tailgate Talk, a six-column sports podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode eight, if my notes are correct. Um, yep. And if, it's, if they're not, I'll, I'll correct it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so had a big, uh, big week in Mizzou recruiting, so we figure we just uh, do a kind of a final summer recruiting recap. I think we're getting close enough now to the season that this is kind of the last push, and then we'll start talking about actual actual football, um, and just talk about recruiting when it when it happens. So, um, and you know, I think the bulk of that will be towards the towards the end of the season when you know people can actually start signing. I think from from here on out, we're just going to have trickles rather than big waves of of news. So we'll talk about it when it happens, but this is going to kind of be our final. Uh, recap because drink got it done and, and got some guys. So Thomas, what do you think about the gold rush? Uh, well, um, I mean, I guess it was successful in that uh, this time last week, I think we had three commitments and obviously a week later we've got 10. Uh, and I think it sounds like there might be an 11th on the way here uh, in a week or two with the, um, uh, linebacker Brian Huff, four star out of Arkansas, maybe. So, um, I yeah. mean, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely successful. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about them being behind. Uh, you know, I think last time I said we, I thought we needed to be somewhere in that ten to twelve commitment range by the end of July, just to have a chance to kind of have a competitive class. And he's done that, and so now I think it's gonna, we're gonna turn to the season, and it's gonna depend a lot on whether or not he wins football games. Um, so I think he did as much as he could do to get caught up to this point. And, um, we're certainly in a much better spot than we were before. Um, uh, not, I don't think we're in great shape, but we're certainly, uh, within striking distance of, you know, other SEC, uh, colleges. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that this weekend went about as well as it could have went. Um, you know, I think like you said, I have 10, 10 commits now. Looks like Brian Huff is number 11. I think there's uh, that DN from Alabama, Cole McConaughey, is committing tomorrow, and I don't think anybody knows where he's going. Um, is he committing either. tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? I think, it's, I think it's tomorrow. Um, and I, from what everybody said, it's a coin flip between us and Louisville. So, and nobody really knows. Um, you know, I think other than that, it went about as well as it could have went. I don't think anybody was thinking we were going to get commitments from Brian Wingo or Williams Nwanery. Um, no. So other than that, I don't think we really missed on anybody. Um, I think there was a another DN that we might have wanted, but it seemed – I don't even think he was really there for Gold Rush. I think he was there a couple days beforehand. So he wasn't really right. even a – he was a midweek visitor. He's not really a priority if you're a midweek visitor. And so I think he, I think it was Mason Carter and he committed to Vanderbilt. I think that might be wrong. I, I might yep, have it that's right. Vanderbilt. wrong who he, mm-hmm. where he committed, but I think he was a project anyways. You know, he was a, he's a tall, skinny D end and, you know, those can work out. They have worked out in the past for Mizzou, but it's, it's a project. And I don't think drink needs projects. I think he needs talent. So I'm not right. worried that we missed on that guy. Um, I think, 
we're probably not going to get Darion Dupree, the running back, um, but we're going up against Wisconsin, and, you know, you're not going to win many battles for running backs against Wisconsin. They just seem to get whichever running back they want. Um, Especially and in then, the Chicago area, yeah. Right, and he's from Big Ten country, so. Um, and then that other running back, Johan Cardenas or Cardenas, um, I don't know. I, I think it sounds like he's a Vanderbilt lean, but, you know, who knows. Um, but, yeah, so I think there were all there were all, a couple of offensive linemen. I think there were a couple interior offensive linemen that one went with Ole Miss and the other went with Stanford, I think. Um, I don't think the Stanford one was we, here for Gold Rush, though. No, not for Gold Rush. He was here the week before, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. But I think those were commitments that happened since the last time we talked that uh, yeah didn't go our way. But, um, right. yeah. I mean, I really like – I think you take a look at the defensive side of the ball and – you know, um, last year I think they ended up with three defensive end commitments. They also had a kid transfer in that's a redshirt freshman. Um, so you've got four dudes that will be freshmen this year, technically. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're probably looking for high numbers, especially at the DN position. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that maybe they were being a little bit picky with the kid that um, committed to Vanderbilt. But, um, right. you know, the defensive side – the one thing I like that they're doing there is um, – you know, Blake Baker clearly has specific types of people he wants at each role. I mean, you take a look at their defense last year, and, um, I mean, every defensive lineman, it just seemed like the goal was to stop the run first. And then uh, on obvious passing downs, they they typically got after the quarterback with numbers, not necessarily big-time star power, but um, with numbers. And when you take a look at um, kind of the kids they got, uh, Justin Bodford defensive tackle committed he's six foot and a half 295 pounds as a uh as a junior junior. as a high school junior i mean that's a dude that's going to plug plug a gap and uh you know an interior part of your defense Mm -hmm. um you know nicholas rodriguez is the uh linebacker that committed i think on two of the four uh two of the four services he's considered a four star and like we said brian huff it sounds like is is a Mizzou lean. He's a four-star linebacker. And when you think about kind of the role our linebackers play, they've got to be able to do just a little bit of everything on a 4-2 defense. Um, they're extremely important, and those are two of your higher-rated guys. And then, I mean, look, in the defensive backfield, they like long dudes that love to hit people. And that's pretty much what they got with Cam Dooley. I think he's six foot four and lanky. And then Cameron Keyes is a corner, um, six foot um, also has length, and uh, both of those guys were getting pretty heavily recruited by other SEC programs. So um, I really like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball just in terms of getting talent that also fits what they're looking to do uh, and fit into their system. Uh, the offensive side, I maybe have some more questions on that, but um, I do like what they did and what they're continuing to do on defense. Yeah, and I think um, you kind of hit the nail on the head with like Nicholas Rodriguez. Um, you know, one thing I've seen a lot of people say about him is that he's fast. Um, mm-hmm. He's a fast linebacker, and he hits people. And I think that's what fits Blake Baker's defense because, like you said, we're going to put beef up front to stop the run and to clog up the lanes in the middle. And then you want linebackers that can get around blocks to you know stop the outside run and to and to pass rush. 
And right. if you're fast, you can do that. And so um, I think with speed, and I think Brian Huff is the same way, um, with speed at that position, you can do all that. And then, you know, like you said, we play the 4-2 with the star linebacker safety hybrid. Right. And if you're fast enough and you learn how to cover, you know, in in some <clears throat> packages we can put Nicholas Rodriguez or Brian Huff at the star position, give us a little more flexibility, you know, run stopping mm-hmm. ability, but not yep. sacrifice in terms of, of pass coverage. And that's great. And then I think Cam Dooley again fits that. I think that's what I, I was saying when I named him as my my favorite on the defensive side of the ball. I think he fits that star position extremely well. Um, you know, he's a little more on the on the coverage side, obviously. Um, but he has the size to step up and actually play closer to the line and, you know, rush the passer on on blitzes and um, you know, cover some of those some of those big tight ends that, you know, Georgia and Florida are always going to throw at you. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's necessarily going to be a great coverage on those, some of those Georgia tight ends, but I don't think anybody is. But I think that's what you got to throw at those guys is athletic big dudes that can match them in size and strength and speed. And I think that's what a six, four safety can do. Um, So I think that makes a lot of sense and, and gives, like you said, gives Blake Baker some versatility or gives whoever our, is our defensive coordinator in two years uh, flexibility because Blake Baker's either going to get fired with drink or going to get a job somewhere else <laughs> as a head coach. Like those yeah. are the only two options at this point. So, yeah. But I also think at this point, if it does go well, he's going to bring somebody in that has probably a similar system that these yeah. kids will be able to yeah, play So. It makes a lot of sense. What now? I have a look, some differing thoughts on kind of what they've done on offense. What do you think there? Well, I mean, I think the prize of the class so far, um, on either side of the ball, is the president, Mister James Madison, committed on Fourth of July, just patriotic AF, you know. <laughs> and uh, he is a, I guess, originally born and raised in Kansas City. Um, Played football um, up until like eighth grade, I think, in Liberty, um, which is northern yep. Kansas City, obviously, mm-hmm. northern Kansas City area. And uh, then moved down to Florida to go to St. Thomas Aquinas, which is, um, as we can tell by getting three commitments from them, um, a powerhouse of a football program. I think they're one of those teams that's on ESPN a couple yeah. times a year playing, you know, playing some team from Vegas or some team from California. And um, so I think um, I think he's going to be really good. I think especially um, I like him because he kind of I think he's a good complement to Luther Burden. You know, Burden is 5'11", six foot, maybe he's definitely a slot guy. James Madison's 6'4". He is a stretch the field taller receiver. Um, at least I think he is. Yeah, yeah um, he is. <laughs> and you know that his all his film is him mossing kids. Granted, it's high school, so um, you know he'll have to figure out if he can do that against SEC corners. But he's a rivals top two fifty kid. Um, obviously, a lot of talent, and I think really good to get him on board. Um, 
then the other offensive guys that we got, um, I think Jude James, I apparently he, I was thinking he was a tight end um, just 100 percent. But apparently they've kind of recruited him to play either tight end or star safety, um, which I think is interesting uh, that they haven't really decided on him. But I think he's he's kind of a project on on one or the other side of the ball. So I don't know what to think about him, but he's a he's a D one kid in Missouri. You know he's a he's a high major kid. He was getting offers from other places too. So I'm not I'm not upset that they took him. <laughs> you know uh, I don't. He's one of those tweeners where he doesn't really have a position. He's pretty small to be a tight. I mean he's tall, but he's pretty skinny to be a tight end at the right. SEC level. Um, but you know. I think he's got the frame to bulk up and, and be something. Um, but he's he's definitely a project. I don't think unless he's working out real hard <laughs> these next, you know, fifteen months, I don't think he's a day one guy. Um, but I think he's a he's an okay guy to take. Um, and then I think that was the only other I think that was the only other commit on the offensive side of the ball from Gold Rush at least. Um and then obviously the the three commits they already had were were offensive. But what are your what are your concerns? I mean, gr- granted we haven't well, gotten a running back yet. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I well, okay. First off, yeah, James Madison. Uh, and it, I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's just kind of funny looking at all the different twenty four seven sports and rivals and all those folks and how they rate players. Uh, James Madison was the only consensus four star, so I think he's obviously your the biggest talent we've gotten so far. Um, I think Cameron Keys was four star on two of the four services, and then Nick Rodriguez was a four star on a couple of the uh, two of the four. Um, and Brian Huff is a four star around two. But anyway, my point is, yes, James Madison I think was a big get. Um, like you said, he compliments Luther Burden, assuming that Luther Burden's here for uh, more than one more year. Um, but also, I think he'd also compliment Ryan Wingo if you were able to pull him in. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know. The, I guess my concerns are the opposite, or I guess the, the alternate of defense. Defense, like I said, they it seems like they know what they want at each position, and that's how they're recruiting. Um, last year on offense, I never really felt like we were able to figure out our identity. Week to week, it changed. Luther Burden's role changed almost on a weekly basis. Sometimes he was a gadget guy. Sometimes he was a line it up, running routes guy. Um you know, it just kind of depended on the week. And I would like to see them, uh, you know, kind of more decisive and, and find specific types of players in specific positions. You look at tight end, if Jude James is ends up being a tight end and the kid they've already got committed, one of them's Jude James is six foot four and very much on the small side for a tight end. I think Whit Hafer is the other um, tight end. He's six foot seven, doesn't run near as fast. He's going to block a lot more two totally different types of players, which tells me I don't know for sure if they know exactly what they're looking for at that position, if they know how they want to use that position, if they want to complement each other. It's tough to tell. Um, yeah. Their offensive linemen commit at this point. Um, I think he's got similar concerns as Connor Tolleson. Tolleson came in as a highly, pretty highly regarded offensive lineman, but they said his big question is going to be, can he put on enough weight? to have success in the SEC and you take a look at um, our offensive line commit. I think he's, he's tall, thick, but like 280 and 
has sounds like he has similar concerns. Um, I like our quarterback well, as, as they we're... don't throw him in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let him <laughs> play give him, tackle he's where he be deserves. To, but yeah, but he's got to be able to put on <laughs> put on weight. And my point yeah. is just that you know, like I said, on the defensive side of the ball, defensive line, you got to just a really massive body that you know is going to clog up lanes. That's going to be his role. The linebackers, you know what their roles are going to be. I mean, even just sitting here watching their a little bit of their film and reading about them, you know what their role is going to be in the defense, the defensive backs. You know, mm-hmm. Cam Dooley's the star safety. Uh, Cameron Keyes is going to be a – he's going to be a on receiver corner. Uh, yeah. But you look at the offense and, and – and granted, part of it's because, you know uh, – Kirby Moore hasn't had a season yet with Missouri. And I think, um, you know, with time, maybe he'll kind of start to build that identity yeah. on offense. But it just seems like their offensive uh, recruiting strategy, I mean, at tight end, they don't have a specific person they're looking for, which I think is odd. Um, I do think their receivers are recruiting complement each other. The offensive line, um, as we've kind of pointed out, they've struggled to recruit. Uh and then the running back, I'm a little bit less concerned with. I think they have lined up the last two years. They've gotten pretty solid running backs, and I think they'll mm-hmm. be fine there. But, um, you know, even there, we've got our starting running back is a big bruiser, and we don't we haven't recruited one of those right since. So it's just kind of uh, the concern for me is not necessarily the specific players we got. It's just that uh, I it, I don't see a clear, um, you know a clear way that they're going to use each person, or at least it doesn't seem as though they have a clear identity that they're trying to forge with the current recruits, but that's just how I see it. Very surface level. Obviously I don't. Right. What's going on. I think you kind of, you kind of mentioned it with Kirby Moore being the offensive coordinator first year here, you know, I think part of it is um, he hasn't had a chance, like you said, to, figure out what he has right now, um, you know, and how he can best attack SEC offenses or defenses with what he has now. Um, And so I think what he's doing right now is trying to stack versatile talent. Um, I mean, I think the thing with Jude James, you know, I kind of feel like I um, dissed the kid a little bit in my first thing, but I think he's an athlete. Like he's, he's, like I said, too probably too small to play tight end right away, but he's athletic. Um, you know, he jumps out of the gym. Um, he's tall, um, tall enough to play a receiving tight end. Um, and so, get him in there and figure. And if he does something, he does something. And if he doesn't, he you know transfers to La Tech or something. <laughs> you know, in a, right. in a year or two. Um, and I think. I also have heard a rumor that they think Whit Hafer is going to end up playing offensive line. So um, that's a he, question mark too, though. Right. So it's, right. then 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 it's like, okay, you don't really have a tight end on the and the right. um, coming in, and I feel like right now, I don't I don't necessarily think it's as necessary to have a tight end in every class as it is to have a quarterback person. Like like I think right. you need a quarterback yeah, yeah, in every yeah. class. Yep, but because they haven't yet hit on one, um, you know, I think Norfleet might be their best shot, and you know, he's a he's a true freshman this year. Um, but they haven't really hit on 
you know, Max Wisner and uh, Ryan Horsterkamp have not really done anything yet. I think you got to take one every class until you find one. Find one, yeah. Um, and so that's that is what worries me is is tight end, um, even more so than running back. And they don't even have a running back in the class yet. I think running backs, kind of like in the NFL, running backs are kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, Cody Schrader is not a superstar by any means, but he's a serviceable and SEC running back, and he was playing at Truman State a year ago, like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's you can you can plug and play guys um, that running back a little more. So I'm not as worried. Um, I do wish that they obviously I wish they would get somebody talented, but you can get six, seven hundred yards out of just about anybody if you have a good offensive line. So I'm not I'm, I'm more worried about tight end than I am running back. I think I think we might agree on that. Um and I do think Drink's biggest issue with recruiting, even in his good classes, was offensive line recruiting. I, there's nothing yeah. like – I think I, – I like Ryan Ryan Jost or Jost or how you say his last name. I like right. him. I think he's got some, got some talent and, um, you know, he's 285 as a high school junior. There might be weight concerns, but – that's also pretty big. Um, That's big. He's you know, six foot six, six foot seven, six foot six. Like yeah, yeah. So I don't know. My, my yeah, my point is just that you. I mean, like okay, compared to Gary Pinkle's offenses, when you look at Gary Pinkle's offenses, you pretty he had a type at every position. Like you knew what the offensive line was going to look like every year. He you had, were going to have a quarter program. Yeah, yeah. You had you had a quarterback. I mean. That was going to be able to. That was going to be. I mean, even you'd get guys, NFL guys like Blaine Gabbert. He could use his legs. You had guys yeah. that drew could use their legs a little bit. Drew Lock can run. He had specific types of quarterbacks he was looking at. His running backs were all very similar. Um, so I just thought you had specific types of players he was looking for, and we're not. You know, we're not a program like Georgia where Georgia can go out and say, okay, we're going to go get just absolutely the twenty best football players we can find and then we're going to alternate how we play each year based on the five stars that we've recruited we've Mm -hmm. got to be more um you know we've got to be a little more uh, system oriented yeah we got to be system oriented we got to say okay we're going to get five to six four stars a year and we got to make sure that those four stars are the most important premium positions in our system Mm -hmm. and 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 then the three stars that you get you got to develop them well enough to be you know, competitive in your system and not cost you. And I think that's what we've done on defense. Um, I just take a look at the offense and it just doesn't seem like there's kind of, there's not much of a specific, uh, you know, I just don't see a specific game plan, so to speak on kind of what they're looking to do on offense. Now, I mean, think about their, their young offensive linemen. I think Menbao and uh, EJ will be very good their second year on campus and, Logan Reichert, it looks like, could be a good offensive lineman. I know they're excited about a couple other um, either redshirt freshmen or sophomores. Yeah, I think they're excited about him. Yep, and then another kid out of um, St. Rita in Chicago. I forget what his name is. but No, that's um, that's Eric. That's Eric. That's him. Okay, and then there's another one out of Missouri then. Wilson, maybe, is his last name, I think. Um, They seem to be excited about. But my point is just that, you know, you look at the kids they're recruiting on offense and – 
you kind of go through who they're still trying to get, and it just doesn't seem like there's a specific type of player they're looking for at any specific position, and that just concerns me a little bit. Um, maybe they'll narrow that down after this year, and uh, like I said, Kirby Moore figures out exactly how he wants his offense to look. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you don't get it figured out fast, then you're going to be dependent on transfers again next year and probably the year after that moving forward until you can um, start to recruit towards how you want your offense to look. Right, right. And I think that there is something to be said about offensive line recruits. I think they were kind of talking about it on Power Mizzou today a little bit, and I think, um, you know, I think it's true to a certain extent. I'll I'll disagree with with Gabe DeArmond, which is surprising. Um, but you know, somebody brought up with the transfer portal um, and offensive line recruits specifically. Why take a kid that's a project? Let him go play at you know Ball State for a couple of years. Let him develop in a D1 weight room but not have to be yours um, and you right. know just get See him in the transfer portal in a couple of years um, only take if. the only take the offensive line recruits that are you know the Logan Reicherts that you think are going to be ready to play day one um, and I don't know if that's what they're doing um, and I don't know if they can, should actually be doing it but i think it's possible and i think it you know i'm sure georgia's doing that a little bit i'm sure alabama's doing that a little bit um you know gabe gabe didn't really seem to think that that was a thing i think it's absolutely a thing i think you know georgia and alabama might be doing it like hey let them go play at mizzou for a couple years and then maybe you'll be ready but um yeah, you know. I, well, I do think I think there there's a, probably a difference between doing that for a receiver and doing that for an offensive lineman. Just because, right? I mean, an offensive lineman, uh, by the time I mean, typically it takes a year or two of being in the weight room, no matter what level you're at, to really be yeah. ready to play, whether you're at a power five school or not. So, on um, you know, on that as far as that goes, okay, yeah, you're gonna send him to Ball State. He's gonna redshirt his first year, so you're not gonna know if he's any good. He'll start to play his sophomore year, and then his junior year, which I guess would be his redshirt sophomore year, maybe he breaks out, and then everybody and their mother in the country wants him. And you, right. if you do get him, you've got him maybe – you've probably got him for two years. Whereas if you can recruit the kid, um, you know, obviously you redshirt the first year, and then he starts to help you out his second year, and then you've got three full years of him being on your offensive line. I think I just think it's a little different if you have a receiver – you're playing three receivers at a time, like, okay, he can play a little bit as a freshman and you're going to figure out pretty quick whether or not he can play at that position. Right. They get better every year, but I just right. think it's, I, I just think it's tough, but yeah, but know, it's like they did well like, on the portal. Like Connor Tolleson, who hit, the question was always going to be, can he keep on weight? If, if that's the only question, just go watch, like watch him play it. Um, you know, I, I'm go sit in the stands and just look at him yeah. and see it. See if he's if he's bulked up at Memphis or bulked up at you know Ball State, like yeah. I said. And if he yeah. has, okay, get word out to his people that 
you're willing to take him now because he's obviously right. gained 20 pounds. I mean, that's the kind of thing you could do. Um, you know, I do think that might be hard to recruit those kids if you don't, you know. Right. They might yeah, see, oh, well, Mizzou's sniffing around. I'm going to go see if I can yeah. get some someplace bigger. Yeah. So we'll see. And they still have time to recruit kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're, they'll be at 11, hopefully, by the end of the month, 11 or 12. And mm-hmm. then you gotta you gotta figure if you're sitting at twelve, um, I I think we've got twelve or thirteen kids this year that'll that are in their last year of eligibility. I'm sure a couple on the defensive side of the ball will go pro that still have eligibility left. Um, and then ten transfers, you're probably looking at trying to find twenty five guys. And I've got to think that they're probably going to want maybe twenty or so freshmen, and then five, um, you know, transfers to kind of plug gaps wherever they see fit probably next year we'll need a little bit of help on the defensive line and um, probably the offensive line too. But I think they'll try to get to 20, uh, 20 recruits would be my guess. Um, yeah. So they still have time maybe to, maybe to find that offensive, uh, you know, the offensive uh, identity or the, you know, identify the types of players they want. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. if they start winning games and show an offense that, uh, they can put up points. They'll have better luck getting the actual specific types of players that they're looking at. Um, so right. I will tell. They still have time, but it's just something that I'm keeping an eye on that uh, is a little bit concerning, I think. Yeah. So, like you said, they have time. I'm not <laughs> – like I said before, I'm not real worried about it. I think they, no. you know, they'll get it figured out. Um, and I think – it sounds like we still have a shot with both those five stars, whether it's a good shot, you know, I don't know, but it, we're still right. in the, in the conversation. So, you know, we'll see neither yep. of them committed anywhere else right now. So that's yep. a victory in my book yep. at this point. So in the big positive too, is I think a week ago in the overall rankings, we were at 89 and now I think we're at 60, basically 59 or 60, depending on who you look at. And if we get the next two kids, we'll probably be in that 45 to 50 range and at least be yeah. closing in on a top 30 recruiting class, which is. And I, uh, I think rivals has us rivals has us like 61st overall. But then if you look at average star ranking, we're like 30. So yeah. we're literally, we're literally just behind in numbers. We're not behind in talent necessarily from the the goal i mean this this shouldn't be our every class we should have we should have top 20 classes but if you have a right. top 30 class every once in a while it's not going to kill you um right. so i think that's especially where the, the trajectory is going yeah especially with the portal so yeah i think the the recap for me is i think it was a great week i think we got a lot of talent um and got some interesting prospects and i'm excited to see what they do but i think that's the that's the real takeaway for me hey if they if they would have only gotten four instead of seven kids then we're probably smashing the panic button because you'd be sitting there at seven commits and i mean you'd be really way behind um but yeah so yes i agree with you it's definitely a big weekend and it gives us a chance uh as we close out the recruiting calendar the next five months but um We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So that was football recruiting. You want to touch on, we did get a basketball commit as well. Um, I know both of us have kind of said to each other that we haven't really looked too much into this kid, but um, A.O. A. O. Barrett, I think is his name, Antonio Barrett. Um, 
I think is his name. I think it's Antonio. Um, he is a 6'4", 6'5", guard, uh, originally from Oklahoma, had offers from Oklahoma State and, and Oklahoma. Um, Arrivals has him as the 114th best player in the country, so he's a top 150 kid. Uh, I believe he's transferring to Link in um, Branson for his senior year, which is um, good for us because I think a couple of our other um, big-time um, targets on the basketball side are also at Link. And, again, it's Branson, Missouri, so he's going to be in Missouri. Uh, obviously, it's Branson, so there's going to be some Arkansas influence down there too, but can't hurt to have him in state, can't hurt to have him hanging out with some of these other targets, making friends with them, seeing you know if they play well together and maybe bring everybody up to Columbia together. So what do you, what are your thoughts on on AO Barrett? I mean, he's anytime you get a four star kid in basketball this early, I think there's only four or five SEC teams with us with anybody committed on their roster. So uh, we're off to an early start and I'm sure they'll start to focus their attention on some of the, you know, really highly regarded targets. Um, and again, I mean, coach Gates has a type. Uh, he has very clearly has a plan and a system that he wants to put together in basketball. And I think that's a positive. He gets, he gets tall guards that are long and can do a little bit of everything. Uh, I mean, Six foot four combo guard. He, uh, you know, I'm sure he's quick. He can shoot, uh, run, and jump. Sounds a lot like me as a high school basketball player. <laughs> right. <laughs> Civic Memorial and Civic Memorial. Yeah, averaging like four points a game. Um, but anyway, four. Uh, oh, no, okay. I. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no. In all seriousness, uh, I mean, if you take a look at the guys he got last year and and him. Uh, I mean, he when he looks at a guard, he wants long, tall dudes that he can, you know, develop in his system. And I think this kid fits the bill. And um, yeah, you know, he he's he raises the floor, the talent floor on the team. Right. That's for sure. And I think that's really what uh, Coach Gates has needed to do with this group. Is it seems like uh, the talent floor before he got here was pretty low, and you'd have one or two kids that could play. Yeah. Um, but he's been he's been able to do that with last recruiting class, and he's off to a good start here. Yeah, I think you get top one fifty kids that fit the system, and then every once in a while you'll hit on a top twenty kid that can be the the center yep. center point of the you know of the offense of the defense and make a run. So I think you know he's done that with this first class with uh, um, you know Trent Pierce and Jordan Butler and Anthony Robinson, and then this is a good start for class number two. Um, and so I think it can only go up from here. I think it's trending upwards at Mizzou arena. So, Oh yeah. We're headed in the right direction. Right. So, all right. So that, that'll wrap us up for episode eight of tailgate talk, a six column sports podcast. Um, we will uh, be back and be talking about real football. Uh, well, at least yeah. preview, previewing real football. Hey, so, this is the last month without Mizzou football till the winter. Right, exactly. So there you go. All right. Thanks for listening if you did.